The Arkansas Talent Podcast is about all things talent in the state of Arkansas. We talk with talented leaders across a variety of industries, including accounting, finance, and HR, where they share their journey and thought leadership. We will also share our knowledge, which includes over 25 years of experience in recruitment in the state. I'm Stephanie Shine. And I'm Chris Chun. This podcast was inspired not only for the job seeker, but also for hiring leaders and executives to find success and thrive in today's job market. Welcome to the Arkansas Talent Podcast. Today, we want to discuss an important topic for really all organizations, the real cost of turnover. Yeah, really excited to get into this episode today. And sadly, what got me thinking about this topic was due to the performance of the Arkansas Razorback football team this year. Now, look, I'll say I'm a (laughs) proud alumni and I'm the biggest fan out there. But this year, there was just so much talk about what would happen to Sam Pittman and what would be the, the cost of what it would take to buy him out of his contract. And you know, it randomly got me thinking, I wonder what the real cost is around organizations when they have turnover in their organizations to everyday people and businesses locally, not just, you know, multi-million dollar contract coaches. Yeah, that's right. In the recruitment industry, I mean, naturally, we're going to see turnover happening in organizations. And we also see the entire life cycle, as well as some of the costs and frustrations to employers. So today we're going to have some really interesting statistics and topics to discuss around turnover. We were both, I mean, pretty shocked once we started diving into this research and to find out what the true cost is. So first, a quick fact, it's estimated that losing an employee can cost a company one half to two times the employee's salary. Depending on the individual level of seniority, I mean, the financial burden can fluctuate. I mean, that's wild, right? One and a half to two times the employer's salary. So I wanted to do a, a quick example of that. So let's say you have an employee who's making, say, $50,000. And say, for instance, they're wanting a five to 10% raise. Maybe that's due to a yearly raise, inflation, you know, et cetera. For somebody at a $50,000 salary, that could be a simple adjustment for a company of an increase of anywhere from $2,500 to $5,000 to keep that employee. Now, if you decide to maybe not give that employer the raise and they end up leaving your company, that could potentially face your problem of your company now of $25,000 to $100,000. I mean, let's think about that for a second. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy when you think about it like that and you really break down the numbers. So if I was an HR leader for an organization or a controller or CFO, I would certainly want to break this down for my CEO or executive team, especially if this person is a really good employee or if they're a future leader of your organization or even further, if they have a skill set that is really hard to find or takes years to retrain, which let's be honest, most roles in highly uh, specialized industries that we're in do take years to train. So you would tell the CEO, look, I know we might be saving some money um, for the company right now, but this would be only five to 10K to our bottom line 
if this person leaves, this could potentially cost anywhere from $25,000 to $100,000 to replace them, or maybe even more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you state it like that, maybe to a CEO, I think it helps them really understand the bottom line and how this could negatively affect the business. I mean, of course, all companies want to have, you know, good morale and benefits and perks, but C-suite also, I mean, they got to protect their bottom line. I mean, they've got to make sure that the company is profitable. And so they've got to take a, a good look at the firm's numbers and the numbers. I mean, that is the topic of discussion for today. Yeah. And when first starting my research, phase one of the, the first articles that I read was one of Gallup's workplace studies. And the headline of this article was, this fixable problem cost U.S. businesses $1 trillion. And they were referring to turnover. $1 trillion. I mean, isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And going back to what Stephanie said earlier, also came from this, I think it was the same workplace study by Gallup. They actually said that one half to two times the employee's salary, they said that was actually a conservative number. So that kind of blew my mind. I was like, all right, I've got to research this deeper to, to really understand the numbers here. So earlier I gave a, a financial example of one single employee in an organization. But when I was diving deeper, Gallup adds that another interesting perspective to this financial scenario, they said in 2017, the annual overall turnover rate in the United States was 26.3%. That was based upon the U.S. labor statistics. Now, I didn't have time to see what this year's turnover ratio is, but I would assume that it's probably much higher in today's world. But my example being this, if you have a 100-person organization that provides, let's just say, an average salary of $50,000, just to make the numbers easy, if you had 26% turnover, you could have turnover and replacement costs of approximately $660,000 to $2.6 million per year. That is a huge financial hit for an organization. <laughs> and what's even crazier is looking at that same Gallup employee retention and attraction indicator charts. 2023 has risen to 49% of employees are open to leaving their current organization. That's nearly one in two employees are open or looking to leave right now. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the cost if half of your organization turned over in one year? I mean, companies Crazy. can't survive that financially. I mean, that's let's hope that doesn't happen. But that's the cost if everybody left. <clears throat> we have done already a ton of episodes that you can um, do to prevent turnover, such as you know, hybrid schedules, core values, positive work culture, stay interviews. Those are just a few examples. But today we wanted to do this specific episode on the real cost of turnover so it can open your eyes like it did ours. So the one half to two times the employee salary i mean that's a it's a big number no doubt and i even started to question this figure myself if this was accurate and so we want to break down the numbers when you really start breaking down the actual line item costs you can see how this adds up really fast mm -hmm. so we want to go through today on today's episode to talk about the actual cost and then also some of the intangible costs so 
Let's start with the actual costs. I think the first one that probably comes to everybody's mind is separation costs. So someone actually leaving the company willingly or through termination might have several separation costs that are attached with it. I mean, you might have to buy out a contract or if you fire this person, you might have to offer unemployment compensation. And, you know, if things get really dicey, legally, you might have legal fees that uh, can add up very fast as well, too. But you also have to consider severance pay, extended insurance costs, unemployment insurance claims, and sometimes you even have to pay out their accrued time off that they had had accrued throughout the year as well. Yeah. Recruitment costs is another big cost that you have to consider. Um, The costs associated with recruiting a new employee, that can certainly stack up as well. I mean, you have to do advertising on multiple job boards, which can add up very quickly. I mean, we can attest to that. I know a lot of our, you know, companies can as well. We hear a lot of companies that get really frustrated from all of the advertising costs alone, because let's just be real in this market. A lot of them just don't produce the results right now or quickly, especially in a tough hiring market um, that we're in today. And it does come with a large expense. It also costs money by eating away at people's time to screen resumes, set up interviews. Um, We've had multiple people you know, interview candidates, that also takes time. You also might have to spend physical money and employees time by attending recruiting fairs locally or at college campuses. I mean, all of this adds up and also potentially more money on branding efforts for some of those events. You might also have additional expenses during the actual interview process that could be travel expenses um, from candidates. And let's not forget about recruiter fees. You you know, we all know that this one was coming, (laughs) coming from two recruiters in the industry. But if you decide to use an external recruiter for your open position, you're looking at anywhere from 25% to 35% of the candidates first year salary for a really good, talented recruiter to find you the right candidate for your open role. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for sure. A, a few episodes ago, we had a show called Recruiting Trends, where we talked about how using recruiters is certainly on the rise, really due to the market conditions. Uh, there are certainly hard positions to fill out there. And sometimes you just have to use use a recruiter if mm-hmm. you don't have the network or there's just a really hard skill set. And, you know, it's not cheap. So make sure you budget yearly for utilizing a recruiter for some of those really hard to fill positions that come up. Next, I want to talk about, I guess, our third point of actual cost is onboarding costs. There's so many expenses that can add up in this category as well. I mean, depending on if your company's interview process, you might have to pay for background checks and drug screens. And if your company does any type of personality or skill-based testing, I mean, I know a lot of companies have been using that. That's another expense that happens during onboarding costs. But another big ticket item that you have to consider is a sign-on bonus. I mean, a lot of new employees have been doing this because it's becoming attractive again because it's a really hard market. You might also have to consider relocation expenses if the candidate is moving from another market, which is another really big ticket item. And then you also have to consider the cost of training and management time and new hire orientations and new swag items and baskets and office supplies. I mean, think about just office supplies alone. It could be more 
furniture, laptops, or additional computer monitors and cell phones and IT access and software training and just so many other items that that come along to have your new hire ready for day one. So just for recruiting and onboarding costs alone, so just recruiting and onboarding, BambooHR.com quoted that these costs alone average anywhere from $7,500 to $28,000. Wow. And I, I mean, I actually think that's probably a, a conservative number, depending on well, you know, maybe whether you use a recruiter or not. So there are just general training costs that come for all new employees over the first two years. And the average business likely invest another 10 to 20% of an employee's salary or more in additional training. Yeah. And so as we can see, the real costs is, are certainly add up. I mean, that's, you know, no doubt about it. But I also think this is, we think there's a really important intangible cost here that is is really hard to put a figure on it but there are associated costs intangibly with turnover. Um, the, these costs are harder to put a price tag on because you can't see them, you can't touch them, but they are there and they can cause more financial expense to the organization. So the first one that we wanted to touch on was employee morale and culture impact. And I think this is probably one of the biggest intangible costs of turnover. It's the employee morale and how it impacts the organization culturally. It can be physically and mentally can drain and hurt your employees for them to say goodbye to someone that maybe they've built relationships with in the office. I think, Chris, we can relate, a lot of our listeners can relate about a moment in your career where you were really sad to see your work bestie or someone yeah. in the office leave the organization. And yeah, this can cause a lot of other effects, right? I mean, in some cases, it can change the vibe, which certainly we see this happen a lot in organizations that have high turnover, kind of the vibes off or it's different, can change the morale of the office entirely just by one person leaving. So if you've got somebody who was, you know, the positive person in the office or the driver or what have you that re or someone that made the office a really fun place to be. Let's say they had a great sense of humor. This can be really impactful if they leave. Um, but not only yeah. that, but other people could leave in addition to that. So it leaves employees thinking a lot of times, look, why did why did this person leave? I wonder if I should start making a move as well, or, you know, they might even get the courage to start like looking themselves just to see what's out there. And then at that point, you have multiple employees wondering, like, is the grass greener on the other side? This other employee certainly thought there is. And this can cause a whole other issue, which is our next one, which is productivity costs. Yeah, absolutely. So I think number two, uh, like she said, productivity costs. And um, I think this is a big one. You know, productivity costs is certainly another huge intangible cost that is really hard for organizations to maybe put a, a physical amount on, but it certainly exists. And I really look at this from maybe two different perspectives. The, the first being that your current employees production might slip some at work because they're, you know, like Stephanie said, they're, they're sad to lose a coworker. They might start quiet quitting because 
They've now decided that they want to look for a new job because someone left. I mean, there's no doubt going to be a period of time where your employees' trends start to disengage and lose some real productivity. The other way that I look at this is that you have a very real cost of a new employee stepping into the shoes of a past employee and meeting or surpassing, you know, those same level of productions that you were getting from your past employee. And one of those articles that we were discussing earlier, I think it was Gallup, it stated that it can take a new employee one to two years to reach production levels of someone that left. I mean, I, th- I thought that was pretty crazy. I mean, one to two years. And so think about that. I mean, that alone is another huge expense, depending on how many years the person that walked out of the organization that left. I mean, how much institutional knowledge just walked out of the door? I mean, that could take years to rebuild. Not only that, but we're in a difficult hiring market. And so when an employee or two or three leaves, they're not going to refill those positions quickly. So unfortunately, everybody that's left has to take on all of this work until the person, the position is refilled. And so that's a lot of frustration and low morale and your employees potentially feeling burnt out and overworked, which is, you know, another cost, of course. I think another huge intangible cost is the damage of your brand or reputation uh, when turnover happens. This is kind of our number three point that, which is so important, especially when companies right now are having to really focus on their brand and reputation in order to get quality candidates in this market. I mean, it can hurt you in a few different ways. It certainly hurts morale internally, as we discussed earlier, but it can really hurt you externally. So, you know, word on the street, if that gets out that the company's going through high turnover um, or it's just the impression of high turnover, this can really threaten your brand and your ability to attract top talent, even to get that position filled or get new talent. Gossip hits the streets or people are going to speculate, you know, is it we, we hear this probably weekly, right, Chris? Yeah. Is it bad management? Um, They must not have any growth opportunity internally or their company must not be doing well. I just can't tell you how many times throughout my career, Chris, probably yours as well, that we've heard a candidate say, I've seen that the company has posted the same ad over and over. I'm not applying to that. Like what is going on over there? Nobody wants to work there or people get there and then they leave because they don't like it. So then they have to keep reposting it Um, or saying, you know, I heard that that's a really tough manager. You don't want to work for this controller CFO or HR director, or why does this company have so many positions posted? Um, And then we have to say, if it's not true and it's a good company, like, no, that's not true. It was in a different department or the company is actually really good. They're growing. I mean, you know, with our clients, we really try to tell the right story for our clients because a lot of times their brand is hurt by people leaving and nobody can tell that story. And so that's kind of how Chris and I step in at times when needed, because there's just that impression or word on the street that they're just not doing good. Um, And, you know, people can create things in their head or hear one negative thing about the company and it sticks with them and it can hurt your reputation pretty quickly. I mean, there's so many companies that I can think of right now off the top of my head that this has happened to, and it has permanently damaged their ability to recruit. 
talent. You know, nobody wants to apply. Nobody wants to work there. It's just known, hey, this employer has turnover. They have bad management. There's no growth. And so that's really unfortunate um, for companies. Yeah, I mean, you're so right about that. I totally agree with your comments. I've heard candidates say before, you know, like you said, they're they're always running ads. They must have turnover. But, you know, it's actually growth within a company. It's not turnover. I mean, we always have to explain that to candidates. And like you said, reputation can spread like wildfire in a good way or certainly in a bad way. And I think high turnover absolutely will kill your chances of hiring top top level talent. I mean, the problem too is that it can take companies, like you said, a years yeah. to repair that damage to their reputation. And moving on to our next point, uh, number four, I would say is customer relationships. I mean, I think this is another really big one is your your customer relationships. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if a tenured salesperson or an account manager or any high level manager that deals with your clients often, you might lose clients due to a relationship with that employee if they leave. You know, sometimes people are using your company's products or services because of a relationship that they have with somebody. Maybe not because, you know, maybe your product or services are necessarily the best in town. Um, you know, this could almost be a real cost instead of an intangible cost mm-hmm. because the loss of clients could be a huge loss to your bottom line revenue, um, you know, if, the, if they follow an employee to their new company. Yeah, I think this is a, a big one. I think that customer service in general is severely impacted when you have turnover. New employees, they just take longer to complete their work. I mean, that's just natural. They're often yeah. less adaptive at problem solving. You know, they just don't have the experience or time to know everything. So the client or the customer, they might not like this new service from this person that's learning or maybe someone else from another department was moved in. They're still learning. It's a new job for that person and they don't like, you know, the service they're receiving or maybe they just don't gel with the personality. As you know, in business, people get hooked with you know, a really great customer service rep or a client, and they just expect a certain level of service. And when that changes, we all, you know, have a hard time with change sometimes. That can really affect how that client or customer thinks about you and your, you know, your business. And it could ultimately affect, you know, revenue. Um, So most customers will end up following that person or simply seeking an entirely new organization to do business with, which is unfortunate. And then that's a loss of revenue for your organization. So we can see there is a real cost of turnover. It certainly opened our eyes. Hopefully it sheds some light for our audience, for you guys. I mean, this is a quick show, but we think it's valuable. It's important because we had never broken down the numbers before. And it was just like, wow, this is something that we can share with our clients and candidates and let them know that like, it might be easier to make it right in the beginning so that you're not having all of these costs associated. I mean, we've done so many shows of, you know, how to keep people, how to create good cultures and environments, but we've never really gotten into the weeds. Like what does it really cost? What, what is it costing the business and the bottom line to lose an employee? And the answer is it's a lot. I mean, how much time do you have when somebody asks us that now we know it is a lot. Um, you know, we, we don't like 
typically or promote counteroffer situations just because those usually don't end well for either the employee or the employer that offer them. But it might make sense in certain situations after knowing this, the real cost of turnover to keep them. But the most important thing would be to try to notice this and resolve the issues in the first place before it gets to that point of the employee looking around or getting another offer and then, you know, expecting a counter. Absolutely. I mean, it's certain, like you said, certainly opened our eyes and these numbers were much higher than I would have guessed if I hadn't dived into the research and the numbers. And, you know, once again, today was not about what to do to reduce turnover, but to really highlight the actual cost of turnover. Stephanie, maybe you should make an article and put it on LinkedIn or something. I think that people would like to read maybe those, some of those, those line items, yeah, but we'll do it. I uh, I do think that there are some important things that organizations can be doing to track this. And first, I would have maybe somebody in HR to be tracking your turnover percentages every single year as a company, but as, you know maybe as a department as well too. I know we've had several guests this year that have done that in their companies, and um, I think that's really impressive. And but, you know, if you see turnover, um, if you see spikes in certain departments, this can help you identify maybe where a problem lies as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're not tracking your turnover percentage, you you certainly should be. And a lot of our guests who, especially at HR and, and some of the accountants, I mean, they are tracking them. They know they're not. Look, we were so impressed with many of our guests who were like, hey, we've gone up, we've gone down. This is where we're yeah. at. Um but you should be doing your research to see what is the national average for turnover. More importantly, find out what's the turnover average in your industry or in Little Rock specifically or Northwest Arkansas. That way you can kind of know what your hard numbers to compare are. I mean, there's certainly going to be higher ones than others. And there's naturally going to be departments that have higher turnover rates depending on the industry and the type of, uh, you know, position as well as like customer service positions may have a higher, you know, turnover hourly rate roles than salaried. But it's really good to know your numbers so that you can be proactive and not get to that point where you are seeing the spike in turnover and then it's costing your organization a lot more than it should. I think also doing exit interviews to understand why people are leaving, that's going to help you to determine, is it a manager that's running people away? Is it that you're not competitive in salary? Is it the culture? Is it the brand? Like what is causing people to look and to leave your organization? Um, and, and if you do these exit interviews to understand why they're leaving, but make sure that you leave on a good note for both parties. So that doesn't further damage your brand or your reputation out in the market. If it's a good parting, you you really get to the bottom of why they left and then tell them how you're going to use that information and rectify that going forward in the organization if it's warranted or possible. That's going to leave a really good taste in their mouth when they move on to their next opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's great to have bit there. And, you know, I think CEOs should be having conversations with their HR managers about ways to reduce turnover because, you know, ultimately it can save them a lot of money in the long run. We've seen a, a great trend post-COVID of many great companies that are doing this. I mean, guests that we've had brought on the show, they all know their numbers and what caused them, which once again, I think is fantastic. But Going back, I also agree on your damage control for reputation as well. I mean, the fastest way for 
reputation to take a hit is for a disgruntled employee to share this with others out in the world, how they were treated unfairly. And man, especially in today's world where, you know, everybody's got a voice online, whether it's social media or career sites like Glassdoor. I mean, anybody,